We are two geeky ladies talking about issues in our lives. Relationship gossip. And occasional politics, all while geeking and having fun. Let's geek! You know, I want to say this. Like, I'm starting to see a trend in 2021. How, like, in the last week and a half before the month ends so much shit goes down before we get into the new month mm-hmm. people wilding yeah um i don't want to talk about it too much but like the whole uh i know this wasn't part of our schedule but i just want to put it out there the lady gaga and the dog situation ah well i mean we are talking about gossip in this episode because we're geeking on gossip news that has happened lately so this actually would be a great thing to start with you know let's talk about gaga i'm a monster so you know and of course yasmin your monster stand (laughs) exactly like she got the tattoos y'all she got the tattoos (laughs) however however though like okay that whole thing was so tragic though you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like she wasn't. E- I didn't even know she wasn't even in the country when the uh, all that happened because she was out filming or or doing. Yes, she was out doing a project, right? Yes, and this was in France. So for our listeners who probably are new to this news, Lady Gaga's um, dog walker was just minding his own business, just walking her dogs, and they're really good friends. And two men came out they were described as two black men one with dreads that was blonde which is you know it is what it is yeah apparently one of them had blonde dreads and the other one was just some regular black guy they confronted him grabbed the two of the put bulls because you know she got three Mm -hmm. and he was you know fighting the guy and then apparently one of the men took out a gun shot him in the chest once or twice no was it once they said a couple of times so, yeah, and then yeah. they dipped off and they ran and Lady Gaga put up $500,000 for the reward to get two of the dogs back because, you know, she's frantic. She's had those dogs for years. But this is the issue with me, as and I don't know how you feel about this, but even though I love Lady Gaga, this is what upset me. We heard more about the dogs than we did Here's the first thing that was shot. So I want to talk about this. Hold up. Because remember, I always, you know, there's a thing that everybody says, media is not your friend. Because mm-hmm. who was the one who was spinning all of this title? Because if you go under Lady Gaga's Twitter, she talks about the family. The family even put out a statement. And a lot of people are assuming a lot of things about Gaga, which, you know, I'm going to come to her defense all the Same time. Same here. Because, a, because my thing is, I have to agree with everybody. It's the news media that's putting these damn titles and concerning themselves with the dogs more than the person. It's the news media. Gaga's not saying this. Gaga is not going to the Washington Post or the Huffington Post and talking about her her dogs. She's not writing these articles, people. Y'all are angry at the wrong person. That's, That's just my opinion because I have to agree. I even, like, if you go into my Twitter, I even said that. I'm like, I'm so happy that she got her dogs back and, you know, all of this and that. But I'm just like, uh, I would love for them to talk in the titles, put the dog and the person that got shot. Because what he did, like, he didn't have to do that. But he, like, stepped up. Because 
I, I'm not going to lie to you. I could do well without watching that video. Um, there was no warning sign. Yes. Wait, uh, the video's posted? TMZ came out. TMZ. Yo, they the, posted. There's a video of you getting shot. TMZ got the footage of the surveillance cameras from the neighborhood. You know, it's always TMZ. TMZ always got that. And I the thing is, that. I was on my Snapchat and there was no warning they were just talking about Lady Gaga and the and the dog walker. Um, I can't remember his name. Um, but uh, that you see him, it was I'm not. Oh my god! Like I had the chills when I saw it because there was no warning. Like warning, like you, you know, it you get uh, yeah trigger warning. And I was just like, what? Like why isn't there a trigger warning before I have to see this video? It makes no sense to me. But like you could hear this man, like he was literally in fear, and I felt that in that video. I was like, Good "Why would you guys release this in the public?" You know what I'm saying? But getting back to that, if you go to Gaga's like Twitter, like she, the first tweet, and the thing is, this is what I don't like about people. The first tweet she ever puts out was about the dog walker. Okay, the second tweet was about the fifty thousand, fifty thousand dollar reward for her dog. And what did what got boosted up more, Catherine? <laughs> the half a mil. <laughs> so, yes, that's what got boosted up. Everybody, uh, you know, I went to the comment section and people were like, oh, why don't you talk about the dog walker and blah, blah, blah. I was like, a lot of people had to do screenshots and post it in there. I'm like, really, people? I'm like, yeah. Oh, my God. I will it's, tell you something. The haters. <laughs> the haters, I swear. I will tell you something funny about it. Yeah, I don't know if this is going to make me insensitive. Uh, you know, listeners, y'all can tweet at us and tell me if I'm insensitive about it. Because I had a few, like a 15 minute discussion with my mom and my grandma. You're a pet owner. I'm a pet owner now. This year is going to be three years since I adopted my kitten. I mean, my cat and her name is Karma for those who don't know. I sat there and I asked my mom, I said, Lady Gaga talking about $500,000 for the return of two of her pit bulls. I said, that's $250,000 a piece. I said, I am so sorry. But if Karma went missing and got kidnapped and that was famous, I said, on average, I'd probably be offering like 80K or so. And yeah, my mom was no. like, wait, really? And I said, yes. I said, I am so sorry, but I am not going to drop half a million dollars for my kitty cat Karma. I said, the best you will <laughs> ever get from me, maximum, is maybe... $200,000, but half a million, I was like, no. I said, for a pet, no. And I don't want it to seem like I don't care about my kitty cat. I would probably have go crazy just like Lady Gaga did. Definitely. No. But the discussion was, Gaza, would you pay that much? Because my mom and my grandmother were like, if my dogs went missing, of course I would pay a half a million if I had it. And I'm like, are y'all serious? And they both were looking at me like oh. I was being insensitive. Oh, that's my baby. That is That's my a, son. I have a dog. His name is Rover. That is my son. You don't mess with my son. Like, that's I mean, how I, I treat him. I love karma to death. But would you drop half a million dollars for the return of your dog, Yasmin? I would, yeah. So am I an asshole? <laughs> like, I just really want to know. I feel like somebody is listening and answering people, that question. You, you could tweet out our pod and it. say, yeah, yeah, tweet tweet us. Asshole for that one. Like an a hole for this. Can people tweet at us? Can you let us know in the comment section over on YouTube? Like, in all seriousness, like because you know, okay. I don't want to like. No, sorry. Just to redirect a little bit, I do want to say this. I forgot who it was, but whoever was the main. Oh God, sorry guys, I don't have the article in front of me. Like, if I could find it, I'll put 
posted up. But actually, the main person who was un- doing the investigation under Gaga's, you know, to search who shot Ryan Fesher. Fesher? Fester. And that's the dog walker. Yeah, and I apologize if I mispronounced his last name. So the main investigators were trying to figure out, like, who were the people behind the shooting and then uh, take kidnapping the dog. And then the lead detective or whatever said that um, he bashed Gaga for like putting out this $50,000 ransom because now, I agree. yeah, because now you're just going to have a lot of new people trying to target celebrities and stealing exactly. animals. But, you know, I think when she tweeted that honestly, or like when she said that she was doing it out of like, probably impulse yeah. on her. Yeah. yeah, but it makes me think like, what was the communication between them? Because clearly, wouldn't they have said something to her like, "Hey, like we have to be on the low here. Don't, don't say anything." But the thing that. about it that's crazy, Yasmin. She wasn't the target. It was just completely random. They were just so lucky. It happened to be Lady Gaga's dogs. Oh. That's the craziest thing about the whole story. I think they just knew rich people go to this area a lot. Oh, yeah, if we kidnap their stuff, stuff, they were just like, holy crap, we kidnapped Lady Gaga's dogs. Holy crap. And she's out here offering half a mil. Dude, which I agree with that detective. Yeah. Now that this has happened, they're going to target actual celebrities. Because if I were them, i said the same thing. Screw these regular rich people. Let's go for the celebs. Mm-hmm. Oh. Crazy. Glad the dog walker's fine. Glad she has her dogs back. You know, I guess that's a kind of happy ending. But, you know, if I were her, I'd be running that half a million dollars to her dog walker friend, if I were her. Because if you got $500,000 to drop on them dogs, you should have well, $500,000 to... that's another thing I want to wanna talk, you know, like, to, to wrap this up a little bit, too. Mm-hmm. That's another thing I want to say, because we don't know her business. We True. don't know. Yeah, like uh, there's a lot of assumption because she dropped this fifty thousand dollar thing. People are like, "Oh, she's forgetting her dog walker." No, because according to a source that I was reading, the family did uh, say that Gaga has been very supportive and helpful during these this tragic time as well. So I I don't know why people are assuming Gaga would be this like like the amount of things she has done. Absolutely, being so like. What makes people think she's not even going to help out the family? Like, she's not going to, like, help with the medical bills. It's, like, it's safe to say that she will, she's probably helping out with those medical bills. There's no way she's, like, oh, thank you for rescuing my dogs. All right. Um, good luck with that. You think, like, really? I, I can't with people. I'm sorry. I just can't with people. We are transitioning to something that happened about a week and a half ago. It's just something I've been wanting to say and just put my two cents out there, okay? Because I am pissed. God damn it, YouTube. Ah, at it again. All right, so the next transition that we're going to get, and I'm not, I'm not going to stay on this topic for too long, but it's like the PewDiePie diss track when he did- PewDiePie the-, the gamer, the number one gamer and the number one YouTuber, right? Yeah, as far as I know. Uh-huh. Uh, mm-hmm. So my thing is this, right? In, um. So I knew PewDiePie was going to come out with a diss track because according to him, uh, a lot of his fans had been wanting a Coco Melon diss track. It's something that they do in their community uh, for like, I guess, shits and giggles. By the way, I screen recorded, so I do have a copy on on hand because I did watch it. I found it funny. I don't find anything wrong with it. However, YouTube decides, let me do some like affirmative action on my own. And they thought for some reason this was a good idea 
So YouTube decides, okay, how it all started is that YouTube took down the Coco diss track song that PewDiePie did. What ended up making them take it down is that I guess like a fan or a viewer, somebody asked what was wrong with PewDiePie's Coco song, right? So YouTube decides that they're going to respond to this, right? Instead of making a public announcement. So they go ahead and say like, this video violates two policies, child safety by looking like it was made for kids but containing inappropriate content. And the second one, harassment by inciting harassment at other creators. Uh, we allow criticism, but this crossed the line specifically, sorry, specific policy details in the image below. So they screenshot their own policy. This is how I know they are so stupid. All right. So the reason why I call them stupid is that, okay, I see their uh, policy right here, right? So they said for child safety on YouTube, update content that targets young minors and families, but contains sexual themes, violence, obscene or mature themes, not suitable for young audience. It's not allowed on YouTube. Okay. That was one. So for the harassment, however, they say harassment and cyberbullying policy, repeatedly encouraging abusive audience behavior creates content that harms the YouTube community by persistently inciting hostility between creators for personal financial gain. If you go under the harassment policy, by the way, YouTube's harassment policy, it says exception. This is where I call them stupid. Exception. They have here scripted performances, insults made in the context of an artist medium such as scripted satire, <clears throat> comedy, or music, such as diss track. Y'all took down a diss track. I'm like, what? this is in your policy. Like everything in that video is matched to such as music diss track. Like I get it, okay? The video that he made sounded like a, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like, a nursery uh, rhyme, like a nursery yeah, song. Uh -huh, yeah. And then, uh, PewDiePie is dressed as Mr. Rogers. I don't know if you knew that, but like he's dressed as Mr. Rogers. I, I personally that was the... didn't see the music video because uh, I'm not too much of a fan. Okay, well, I screen recorded it because what happens after this, right? This is the reason why I screen recorded it because I'm not going to lie to you. I, I found the music video hilarious. Okay, so YouTube follows up with after the screenshot saying any re-uploads of the original or including full length or partial re-upload clips, et cetera, will be removed too. So if I were to show it to, uh, like if I were to play a little bit to the audience, clearly that's gonna be removed. But Catherine, still mm -hmm. images are okay. <clears throat> oh, hold up, you mean to tell me I can't play the songs, I can't play the melody, I can't show the music video, but still images is okay. That makes no sense because wouldn't it be as harmful? And you know, nobody can right, see me right. and I have quotation mm -hmm. marks. Okay, yeah. YouTube, I see you. Okay. But get this. Here's my thing, right? So a lot of people are upset. I I have to agree with everybody else. Like it makes no sense because the stuff, I'm trying not to curse as much this season. I'm trying my best. So I'll catch myself a little bit. But my thing is this, right? Like you took away this distract that was supposed to be fun but yet i just realized this and i told you this last time catherine they still have what is this called happy tree friends on youtube you have to go way <laughs> back in time like 
if anybody of our listeners remember Happy Tree Friends back in 05, mm-hmm. 6, 7, 8, mm-hmm. and 9, I should not have been watching Happy Tree Friends, but I was going through my little emo goth alternative Listen, phase. No, and here's my thing. <laughs> I'm not attacking these people. And then I do have to agree with some of the, uh, you, you know, some of the fans of PewDiePie or even people who mm-hmm. don't even like PewDiePie because there are some music videos that are clearly not meant for kids. Now, if a parent is showing certain music videos to their child, that's their responsibility. However, if there's so many kids using fake emails because they know the age restriction, okay? They know the age restriction. Yep. They can click on whatever video that they want. So they'll be seeing a lot of these uh, rap music videos that are clearly not meant for kids. They're actually for adult audiences, right? And um, they could come across this. There is an option on YouTube where you can turn it into mature. So if you are not a specific age, then you can't watch the video. They have that option. I will say this. A lot of people don't want to do it because they want those view counts. They want the likes. They want the comments. So nobody's going to turn it on. This is where I have to agree with some of the people, what they say, instead of taking down PewDiePie's video, just turn that on, make it for mature audience only. I don't know. I agree with that. Yeah. Right. I don't know if PewDiePie has a strike. Oh, and then somebody mentioned six, nine as well. Okay. And we're going to, you know, yeah. So the thing about six, nine is that the way he makes his layout on his page is very colorful. It has a cartoon character, you know what I mean? And like his intro starts with like the very colorful animated shark. You know, I really am not the biggest fan of Six Nine. You know, and I'm it's interesting because right now. no, 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 because yeah. he's actually one of the topics. So I just find it ironic that I'm not a fan of him, but I have to bring him up. Actually, I don't have to bring him up, but no. I'm bringing him up this one time because I actually want to address something. But just to wrap it up, all I'm saying is that, you know, like I, it, it gets very upsetting when YouTube does this thing of like taking down videos, then you need to revisit all the distract. You need to revisit like a lot of these family channels. They're showing these kids, you know, parents do this type of verbal abuse, like just stick with it. It's just crazy. They're clearly meant for kids. Like you can't yeah. tell me, no, it's not because half of like for them to get like four or 5 million views like come on you you think it's all adults watching you no there's a lot of these kids watching you and then spam watching you you know that's all I'm saying it's like there's just so much going on um uh going to the family channel it's very like hard to unpack because it's a lot like if you guys know Mm -hmm. no if not I suggest you go into uh YouTube and then check it out for yourself but you know it's I don't know what you could say that what YouTube did was counterintuitive. Yeah. Yeah. They're a little bit, yeah, they're hypocritical. They pick and choose. Yeah, they pick and choose. Whoever's going to make them the most money, I guess. Whatever. Okay. And with that being said, hey, Kat, uh, let's go ahead and take a break. 
Hey guys, welcome to season two. And as usual, I have a partnership with Salty Mermaid Swimwear. It's a wonderful bathing suit company where you can get these super cute bathing suits and trunks. You can get it for the guy in your life, the girl in your life, or whoever you love. Completely non-binary, great thing about it is you can buy the swimsuit, check it out within 48 hours. If you don't like it, you can send it back absolutely free. Tell them Kat sent you and the code is SALTY15CAT so you can get 15% off your purchase. Again, it's salty 15 cat get 15 off your purchase get ready for the summer get that hot bod for the summer get your competing suits transitioning um next because like i said it took me a while to figure out whether i wanted to do this because i don't want to give this rainbow color bitch any more clout and i hope you don't bleep that one out yes man at least let me get one in there you know listen the only bleeps i give is the f's <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, with 6 9 I mean, it's no surprise to anybody that he that 6 9 makes his money off of trolling people. And it's basically, he's an entertainer. At the time, nobody really associates with his music. I mean, yeah, he got fans. Like, I got homeboys who love his music, which I don't understand why you want to rock with a snitch. Let's be reminded that 6 9 is a snitch. He used to come from the, you know, Treyway Bloods. He was a mascot, you know, he was a fake gangster from the jump, just to remind people. But his trolling is getting more extra than usual. He's always extra, but it's more extra than usual because just two weeks ago, he basically harassed Meek Mill. So I literally am sitting for here. For no and I'm reason. Like, for no reason. Yeah, for no it's the reason was cloud. So I'm just sitting here like, wow, two bitches fighting. Okay, whatever. Cause I'm not really a fan of Meek Mill either. So it to watching the clip, it was totally like he was ambushed out of nowhere. Like Meek Mill the whole entire time looked confused as hell. Like what the hell was happening? Wait, what's he, the context? Uh, like what, what yeah, so I, I apparently the what they said was the before, like they were in a club. And Meek Mill was with his entourage, minding his own business, going to leave. And out of nowhere, 6ix9ine with his camera pops up, like, what up, bitch? You N-word, you so-and-so, like, just calling. And Meek Mill's just like, yo, what the F? And he looks okay. like, he, and he's, yeah, right after, I can show you the clip later. And he's literally trying to fight Meek, trying to fight Meek Mill. And I put this with quotation marks. Wait, wait, he's wait. trying to fight Meek Mill. Yeah. Yes, he was calling him everything. He recorded it too. And then the clip from it, he put it in his new music video that came out a few days ago. Yeah, matter of fact, you should see it. If you, yep, right now, as I say this, and I hate that I'm giving them clout for people to go look this up. If you look up his latest music video, you will see clips of it. And Meek Mill sent a cease and desist letter which he had every right to. Mm -hmm. You had a lot of people in my community talking about, oh, why didn't he fight him? Why did he do so-and-so? You know, I think it was a smart idea not to fight, you know, 6 9 because 6 9 was looking for clout. But at the same time, Meek Mill is gangster. <laughs> He's from Philly. But yesterday he was around the Baltimore area. And next thing you know, apparently he he he's a New York writer. But you know, I'm not even going to get into that. Let me just get to the point of the story. Yeah, because I feel like I'm dragging. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he basically sent him a cease and desist letter because he was shown in the music video. 6 9 oh. took a picture of that. Yep. Put it on blast. 
And he basically made fun of him talking about, oh, you want to act gangster, but let's be real here. You want to, all y'all want to call me a snitch. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing if you guys would keep my name out your mouths. And on top of that, Meek Mill, you're a police informant. And that's something that has been said for a very long time, Yasmin, that mm -hmm. Meek Mill is a police informant, but Meek Mill's gone to jail enough times. So, you know, you could do the math. Mm -hmm. It's also rumored that Six Nine might be. I mean, it's a rumor that Six Nine is still working with police. I wouldn't be surprised. He's a snitch. You'll have some people that will say, "Well, at the end of the day, the Trey Bloods kidnapped him. They tried to kill him, number one, and then on top of that, they were stealing his money. They slept with his his baby mama." You know, this is the whole gangster lifestyle and the whole gangster code that really gets you know highlighted into music. Mm -hmm. The craziness about it is it's getting so out of hand, Yasmin. He's not putting his child in danger because 6ix9ine has two kids. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, you know, some people don't know that. He married, um, he's not married or anything, but while he was in jail, he had a girlfriend. Well, yeah, a girlfriend who's half Black and I think half Latina or half Black and half Asian. I just, I do definitely know that she's biracial and she's half Black. Apparently, homegirl's name is Jade. She, like a dumbass, got 6ix9ine tattooed on her chest. Apparently, she held him down in prison the whole entire time. Mm -hmm. People called her a joke. I still think she's a joke for holding down a snitch. But, I mean, girl, do what you got to do if you want that money. <laughs> and she got pregnant by him. So you have 6ix9ine out here acting a fool. And it's putting his first child in danger because his first child is four years old or she should be turning five this year. And it's come to the point where the mother of his first child made a video um, a few, I think about a week ago, uh -huh. basic, yeah, basically calling out every single person that's harassing because since 6ix9ine has gotten out, she's gotten death threats towards her and her baby. Yes, yeah. death threats towards her and her family. She's had to relocate a few times and it's all because of 6ix9ine. And every time she claims that every time she's called 6ix9ine, she can't get in contact with him. And the times that she has gotten in contact with him, he basically is just so like, I don't give a And she's over here like, bruh, you're putting our baby in danger. Like you ain't shit. Come on, stop what you're doing. At least protect me. And your, like, if you're not going to protect yeah. me because you don't with me, at least protect the baby. And it got so wild to the point that his second baby mama basically had to put her two cents in it and she was kind of making fun of the situation. Oh. Yeah. Now let's just add to it because there's several reasons, my theory as to why it happened because when 6ix9ine was going to get out of prison, well, it was rumored that he might get out of prison. 6ix9ine, mm -hmm. the uh, mother of 6ix9ine's first child and 6ix9ine's own mother went to court and said, keep his ass in there because he's not going to change all this. Whole, as soon as I get out, I'm going to change my lifestyle. Da, da, da. They said all of that's yeah. fake. So that could be one of the reasons why he doesn't give a fuck. But let me tell you how wild this is getting. I'm not going to give this rapper clout. Apparently this is a rapper that's from Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And a few months ago, there was a rapper named King Bond that was murdered. Yeah. And 6ix9ine in the last in the last year, almost in the last year since he's been out of jail, he's been doing some disrespectful ass things. Like he went to Nipsey. Do you know who Nipsey Hustle is? 
Of course. Who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you well, know, it, I'm if sorry. If people don't, please go get yeah. yourself educated. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah, went to Nipsey Hussle's mural, the area while he was shot. Oh, I remember he that. He went, yeah, he yeah, was trolling yeah. and shit. Yeah. He was trolling on King Vaughn, basically going to certain areas and talking yeah, shit. Yeah, I remember that. I was like, certain- oh. Oh my and God. it's just has, crazy because this man has a target on his back that's exactly just, it's easy it's like exactly if, I, I, you know I, you I don't wish death i don't wish death on nobody i'm not gonna I say do that. not but trust and believe this karma is going to come back so hard i already made my prediction once again i do not once again i do not condone death or wish it on anybody, but I feel personally we may not see him by the end of next year. That's just my prediction. If he lives that long, power to him. But I personally know that his day is coming because this Atlanta rapper was not feeling was feeling a type of way about how six nine came at King Vaughn. That's his boy. His boy just got killed a few months ago, and you out here yeah. saying King Vaughn this all of that. He said, "You know what? You a little bitch." And let me tell you something. When I see a little girl, I'm smack out of her. Yeah, he actually. Ooh, yes, sad. Yasmin. Ooh, yes, my. Yasmin. I'm not, you know, I'm not hip to anything he's doing yeah. right now. So he literally sure. said that. And I have to address this. What kind of bitch are you as a man when you threaten a four-year-old? You threaten to put your hands on a four-year-old. You a bitch for that, like, in general. And that shows the level that you have because instead of you going straight for six nine you going for you his kid yeah, and like we, we say this all the time leave kids out of this exactly please, please leave the kids out of it exactly and that's the exact reason why the mother of his first child made the video calling out six nine and calling out all these rappers she said how effing dare you threaten my child and she was with her mother in the music i mean she was with her mother in the video yeah, yeah. her own mom and she's just screaming and she's shouting she's upset obviously she was just like the difference between you and me daniel because his real name is daniel hernandez oh. she said the difference between you and me daniel is that you got security for your bullshit you got security that's protecting you 24 7 when yeah. you want to troll and do all this bullshit she said i don't have any of that you don't even do shit for your daughter not a damn thing and she said oh, so if she I called him out in that yeah, yeah she said if i have to strap up to protect me and my daughter she said it is what it is and she basically threatened his own life saying with me she said because i will die and i yo i'm not even gonna get into yeah, it yeah. but Ooh. y'all look up that video homegirl went in and you know her background apparently how they met she used to be an instagram model god knows if she's won before but i'm just sitting here like not to judge her but bitch with a dude like this the fuck we you thinking girl having a baby by a guy like this but anyways that's all i'm saying about six nine and then we transition to meek mill now, this is a problem that I have with Meek Mill mm-hmm. because Meek Mill had the audacity to write in his song. He just came out with a song recently right. and he said a line talking about, I'm going to go down in a chopper just like Kobe. And yes, <gasps> Yasmin, yes. And I get it, Yasmin, it's rap music. People always make analogies. People will always do references to Tupac certain, and Biggie. Right, but there are certain references you don't touch. You, you don't yes. do that. The thing about it is Kobe Bryant, it, it does, just because he's gone does not mean that Kobe Bryant is off limits. I guess you could say the reason why people are angry is because people are like, yo, this shit is too soon. It's way too soon. At I mean, all. His, 
his and listen, one year anniversary happened like what earlier? Yeah, and then on top of that, Mick Mill barely knew Kobe Bryant. Like they knew each other, but he barely knew it. And of course, people were coming at him, you know, mainly the black community. And yeah, yeah. you know, people are just like, yo, what you did was up. Yeah. And he basically said, I don't give a f-. he said, Y'all out here wanna be se-. well, this is just what he said. Y'all out here wanna be sensitive. It's just lyrics. I don't give a f- N-words. If y'all N-words are mad at me, I really don't give a f- how you feel. That's what he said in response to it. Because Vanessa Bryant had put her two cents in it. She basically said, first off, keep my man's name out your mouth. These were not her exact words, but I'm just cleaning it up. She said, first off, keep my my man's name out your mouth. Mm -hmm. Number two, I barely know your music which implies that Kobe never barely played your music because Kobe never really listened to you. I don't even know a single, but let me mourn. I'm still dealing and processing the death of my child and the death of my husband. Leave me alone. That's basically what, when you clean up the letter, because she did it in a very classy ass way because Vanessa Bryant is just a classy woman in general. And that's when Meek Mill did the whole, I don't give how you feel, da, da, da. We dug into that ass so bad, Yasmin, <laughs> that, he no, that he backtracked and said, I apologize Not to her in private, but now I'm apologizing to her in public. And this is the thing that pissed me off. You was a big bitch around 6ix9ine just two weeks prior sending him a cease and desist letter and you supposed to be gangster, but yet you still proving to people that you a little bitch inside. And that's why Drake dragged you years ago and almost got a gram and almost won a Grammy over it. How much of a, take your L bitch. Like how much of an <laughs> effing loser are you that a diss track against you got nominated for a Grammy? If Drake had won that, you would have been an even bigger loser. But like I said, you got all this energy for Vanessa Bryant, a woman, but she was the biggest bitch around 6'9". So I'm over here looking at, you know, processing everything. And I'm just like, you know what? I might have to give 6'9 this. One for 6'9", zero for Meek Mill. Let's move on. Like talking about another loser. What is that? What's his name? The baby's dumbass the baby jojo siwa in his lyrics keep jojo siwa out your mouth leave her alone this is the one girl i am protecting like what you know what white girl alone (laughs) no white girl alone stop it (laughs) she ain't do nothing to nobody stop it and did you know he like tries to tweet out or i don't know if it was a video or tweet where he was just like I love Jojo Siwa. You know, my kids watch her. You sound like the same dumbass that says, I'm not racist. I have black. <laughs> like, it was so random. And what pissed me off are the people that were co-signing it. And I'm just like, y'all are the biggest hypocrites because I'm pretty sure if he came for your child, you wouldn't be having this energy. And then I learned that same day. I said, wait, what? I said, Jojo Siwa's 5'9". I was like, oh my gosh, she probably could kick my ass. She has money. She yeah. has a mansion. Way this more money than the baby could face. ever see. This girl has her face all over her car. Her wallet could not slap you. Level. Her wallet can bitch slap you, the baby. Like legit. Literally, the baby. Come on, People man. have more respect for her, anyways. Right. It's yeah. like bye. Out here picking on kids. So you a bitch. 
But anyways, we need to, like, we're talking about a lot of rappers I don't like. I don't need it to be negative because I like rappers, obviously, but we're we're talking about rap, a, a few rappers that I don't care for, nor do I listen to. I had to agree with Vanessa Bryant. I said, every song that I ever liked by you, Meek Mill, you were always featured. <laughs> like, I barely know any of your singles because I really don't rock with you like that. And I, mean, I barely I don't listen even, to 16. Yeah, I don't even think I would recognize any of his songs. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Well, mm. let's uh, move on into uh, the tragedy of that. Well, for me, it's tragedy. I feel like my parents broke up. <laughs> that punk. 28 years. 28 years. It had to happen. It had to happen. Oh, why? It, no, no, you know, 28 years in the game, yes. Why not? And like, why not 30? Like, come on, two more years. You know what I would have loved? You know what I would have loved? If they would have made that one last banger album. And then dropped the mic and was like, for 30 years. Like, give me 30. Come on. Like, Like, I'm just going back in time. Like, you know, their most popular song is One Last Time. But that's the, I'm just like, I remember when that song For me, it was, uh, what's it called? Around the World? Yeah, yeah, like that song. <laughs> and then on um, with Pharrell, a fun night to get lucky. Your that album, album was, was fire. Yes. It was. Yeah. And, so and then when they gave me the best treat, when they end up like collabing with the weekend. Oh what my song? god, you the weekend. Yeah, I said which song. Oh, right, 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 because they made two. It, it was the, um, oh gosh, well, it's not the Stardust one. It's the other one. Oh. I feel it coming. I feel it coming. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Like, do you remember? What was it? Oh, God. Uh, was it the, was it the VM? Help, help me out here. Was it the Grammys, the VMAs? What, oh, shoot. What was it? It might have been the Grammys. Yeah, and then you saw them come out? Yeah, I think it was the Grammys. Yeah, yeah, dude. That performance. That was everything for me. That was that performance right there. That was everything well, for me. Thank you stuff. for changing the game for EDM music. You know, they do deserve to retire. And that's one of the things that, you know, you think about is what happens when your favorite, you know, artist decides to stop making music. Like my favorite EDM artist is Cascade. I will yeah. rep him until I die. I'm hoping to get a sort of a Cascade tattoo on me. And he did talk about that. I remember listening to another podcast where he was talking about his life and he he did say that around this time, Mm -hmm. you know, from the time it was recorded, he said that around this time, he was thinking about retiring to give the younger generation a chance. And I'm like, don't you dare. But he hasn't announced the retirement yet. We have not gotten the album yet. His last album, I believe, came out 2018. So, you know. We're due for like another... I would hope so. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to keep quiet about it. Because if we as Cascadian fans keep asking about his retirement, he's going to be like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now it's time for me to retire. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. You sit there and keep making amazing music. Okay, if Daft Punk didn't do it, um, Cascade, do it, please. Do Like, I'm not a big fan, but I really want an artist to really do this where they make that last banger album and you just Mm -hmm. drop the mic. That's yeah. how you need to do it. Like, yeah. out. like you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, if they didn't do it, come on. You know what I'm saying? Any artists out there, I just want them to do that one, like, okay, okay, okay. That one banger album, drop the mic, 
do that one tour thing and then tease everybody with the classic songs at the end you know when we encore oh yeah let me do five like songs that it's kind of reminiscing of our journey yo i would be crying i don't remember who it was at the top of my head at this moment but i remember i went to go see them at echo stage and for some people who don't know it's the number one club in america echo stage it's in dc we got a rep for the echo fam you know I was seeing a concert, like I said, I don't remember who it was, but at the end of that concert, they announced they were retiring. And I was, we were like, wait, what? And then I was sitting here and I was like, dang, y'all are mad. If y'all didn't come tonight, y'all gonna be mad as shit. Like, that's all I was saying in my head. I said, they announced uh, that they're retiring. You they're, have they're, no idea. Well, they're, they weren't really retiring. They were going their separate ways. Like they were doing their own thing. So yeah, they were breaking like up basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. they're breaking up. Okay. So I'm over here like, I'm glad I got that ticket. Because <laughs> like, I You better say, save that really physical like, ticket too. You know what I'm saying? Nah. You know how like everybody, yeah, but you know, like uh, everybody who saved that uh, Michael Jackson's This Is It tour, everybody mm-hmm. saved the ticket. You, it's just one of those things. And then you got to frame Oof. it, right? You got to steal it. You got to, you know what I mean? Preserve yeah. it. And now transitioning into Jeremy Lin. So for those listening, Jeremy Lin is a basketball player and he is of Asian descent. He's half Chinese and he's half um, Thai. So the reason why he's making the news is, you know, last episode we did, you know, talk about POC. And now it's time for me to repeat a few of the stuff that I had said in the last episode. Jeremy Lin has been one of the people that has been the topic of discussion within the NBA when it comes to the whole, you know, coronavirus. He released, uh, you know, he poured his heart out and released a letter just a few days ago on his Twitter talking about the prejudice that he's gotten, especially, you know, in the NBA since the whole pandemic had happened. Mm-hmm. And, you know, up to interpretation, you had some, you know, people that were being very they're being assholes basically saying stuff like oh you're asian what struggles do you have or you're just trying to take advantage of you know what's going on with other poc for yourself you had lot you know yeah these are the negatives of it and you had positive people like me and you i mean we posted yeah we posted it on our twitter if you go see our twitter we did post the um letter that he had written yeah we were on his side too yeah, because Jeremy Lin is being a pioneer for the Asian community right now, addressing what's happening. He said that he's been called names. He's been called COVID. Like, they called him COVID. You know, just for real, a lot of... they went as far yes. as to call... Mm. Yes, as far as to call him COVID boy while he's on the court playing. And this is the problem that I have personally as a Black person, because this is time for me to check my people. Right. The NBA, let's call it is what it is, the elephant in the room. The NBA is mostly Black. And I went on a website called um, statistia.com because I wanted to double check some of these statistics so that I can at least get it, you know, what I'm saying correct. There's about 74% of basketball players in the NBA that are African-American. There's 16% of basketball players that are white. There's, um, I think they said there's four or three percent of players that are of Hispanic and Latin heritage and the rest is just any other race but they say they think about 0.6 percent 
that's not even a full 1%, Yasmin, uh-huh. of them are of Asian descent. There's not even a lot of Asian descent people that are in the NBA. And it's that is one with, of the reasons. Um, isn't it the same with baseball? Because they have. I, I really Asian- don't watch baseball to know that. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I really don't. I don't even watch basketball, but I. Uh, yeah, I just watched football, Yasmin. I had to look these up. So, you know, I'm making sure I know what I talk about mm-hmm. for, you know, because I don't really watch basketball. Okay. But I'm just pointing this out. With those um, with those statistics, it's very implied, at least in my opinion, that most of those comments are coming from the Black players. Really? I'm not... 75%, Yasmin, of people, of the players I in thought, the NBA are African-American. Okay, I thought when you were saying it, I thought you meant like the audience, like you know no, the people no. in the court. No, I am all everything statistic I'm saying. These are the players themselves. So about seventy four percent of players in the NBA are Black African American. About sixteen percent of them are white, and then you have about three or four percent of them that are Hispanic or Latino who are players in the NBA. They say about zero point six percent of players of are Asian descent. There's not even a lot, and the rest are any other race, maybe multiracial, Indian, or any other race. Jeremy Lin is a pioneer for Asian players, especially in the basketball world. You, this is a little bit of a reach i know it's a reach people i know it's a reach before i say it so nobody come for me later you could say he's like an asian michael jordan you know he's really killing the game and he's changing the game at least for asian americans at least with him somebody could look up to him and say that i can be a basketball player like him and the interesting thing about jeremy lynn that some people will know if they're a fan jeremy lynn said that if it was not for his black coach at Harvard University, where he played basketball. Jeremy Lin is a Ivy Leaguer. Yeah. His black coach there had inspired him to get into the NBA. He never thought he had a chance because he was Asian and his black coach inspired him. And this is the thing that had ticked me off where I'm coming for my community again, because I did read the comment section. And like I said, you know, there is this divide with the Asian community and the black community because yeah. of we history and, a little bit last episode yeah. too. And it's mainly how the Asian community has gone through race issues. And on top of that, their treatment of the black community. And then on top of that, the black community has, you know, clapped back a few times and there's this divide, but we got pioneers right now, like you and me and other people who think this is stupid and think this is crappy that are saying, guys, stop this shit. Let's come together. Okay. Yes, we have beef. Let's end this beef and come together right now, because right now our Asian brothers and sisters need help. And he's putting it out there. And one of the funny things about it is in the comments section, there were some ignorant Black people talking about, oh, yeah, Jeremy Lin's a victim now, but did he say shit when Black Lives Matter happened? And people say, actually, yes, let's pull up the receipts. They pulled up a lot of receipts of Jeremy Lin supporting the Black, supporting Black Lives Matter since day one. He even wore a shirt on the, on the court. But y'all wouldn't know that because you're ignorant and you didn't do your research. So with the statistics of how many uh, how many players are in the NBA and most of them are African-American, it's very implied that maybe it's African-Americans who are being funny and saying this shit to him. I'm not saying that the others aren't, but I'm just saying with the majority, 
Yeah. It's very implied. And they even asked Jeremy Lin, and this shows the kind of person he is and the level of class that he has. He said, I'm not putting nobody's name out there. He said, I'm not being messy at all. He said, I told my story. If y'all yeah. want to figure out who did it, that's on y'all. But I'm not snitching or saying this player did it to me. That player did it to me. I saw some comment section talking about, oh, maybe it was LeBron. Maybe LeBron was talking to him like that. Uh... Because LeBron cussed out some Karen like a few months back who tried him on the court. So people are just like, if he was, you know, rude enough to attack this lady, for all you know, maybe, you know, he oh, was one of the people that had God. said something. It's like, y'all don't even have no proof to even like, are you kidding me right now? Like, stop, stop stop reaching but at the end of the day Jeremy Lin's killing it we've got your back Jeremy Lin thank you for speaking out and thank you for being a pioneer for Asian basketball players and just a pioneer in general to stop this whole race problem thank you for trying to bring people together because he and one thing that some people don't know he's the first Chinese player anti-player to ever win a ring in the NBA yeah so I'm just saying, thank you, Jeremy Lin. You're amazing. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> and then, you know, this is going to be real quick. Y'all know Bobby Smyrna out of prison. And he got out about a week ago. We could go. Literally, he got out about a week ago. I know. Now I know. we fucking That's, with him. Like and now we took it home. Sing it home. Rip up in that building. Get the season up. Hey. <laughs> Do you know after he had his, he, he made an IG a few days ago. Do you know 24, within 24 hours, he got 3 million followers oh, I'm not surprised. on IG? I was like, get it. Can't wait for the new music. You know, a lot of people are saying, oh, he was one hit wonder. He's not going to come back. But at the time he was out, views was he, um, Drake was releasing views. And, you know, this artist was doing this. He came from a different time period in rap which was about, you know, seven, eight years ago, because he's been in jail for, I think, six and a half years. And if he had snitched in prison, he would have come out earlier. But, you know, he ain't a snitch like some people. So, yeah. Congrats, Bobby. Welcome back. I do want to touch up on Demi Lovato next, though, of course. And the reason why is... This is not meant to be a joke, but I have said in the past that every time Demi Lovato relapse we get a new documentary where she explains why she relapsed and i've seen all her documentaries up to date she's made i think about three so far and it's mm -hmm. happened every time every single time she's relapsed right. <laughs> you know so this one here is you know i'm gonna watch it when it comes out and she's gonna explain how you know a two or three years ago she almost died if you remember that overdose that she had that yeah, almost killed her and then um a lot of people were talking about how like we were all surprised she went to cardiac arrest and and there was an article yeah. that came out afterwards yeah she had a heart attack um she is going to do that documentary and they did show a clip of it and in the clip she said that that overdose that she had that she survived mm -hmm. it gave her partial brain damage yeah yeah, she's got partial brain damage for it. And, you know, she's also bipolar and she has a lot of, you know, other health issues and stuff like that. So it's just like, wow, Demi. <laughs> and, you know, the fact that you can still make music, especially after that, I'm just like, mm -hmm. you're a trooper at that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I have 
personally a love-hate relationship with Demi Lovato. I actually do because there are times where I'm just like, you know, honey, you do way too much. Like you need yeah, to I sit down. You told me that, yeah. Yeah, and then there are times where I'm just like, you know, go ahead, you know, do that. Like if you remember what happened to um you remember 21 Savage when we found out 21 Savage was British? Oh, right. Uh-huh. That is the greatest actor all time. I didn't know Yasmin. He was full on British. That's crazy. But you know, that's what's up. Like he gangster. That's what's up. <laughs> but um years ago, she deleted her Twitter. I'm sorry. Yeah, she deleted yeah. her Twitter. Do you remember that? Yeah. Wait, didn't she say something about deportation? 21 Savage. Yeah, because was deportation one? Yeah, because she was being oh a hypocrite. So God, for people yeah. who do not remember what Demi Lovato did, this is about two or three years ago when we found out 21 Savage was, of course, you know, a British citizen instead of an American citizen. Mm-hmm. Demi Lovato had tweeted that, you know, with everything that's happened this year, my biggest highlight of the year is finding out about 21 Savage being British. And she had kikied and cracked a joke. The craziest thing about it is that every single person cracked a joke about it, but everybody, it's like, you know, when you're in the room and everybody gets a joke and then that one person makes a joke that everybody turns and they're just like, girl, like, why are you here? That's basically what happened to Demi Lovato. Even though I do think it was kind of wrong how she got attacked, at the same time, it was understandable. It really was because it was just like, girl, you are not one to talk right now. Because you just had an overdose months prior, or I think the year before that happened, she had an overdose. So who are you to be laughing at somebody's expense right now when you just went through one months and months prior and people were attacking her? And then the saddest and craziest thing about it, which I probably would have felt like shit if I was Demi Lovato, is that when she had her... um, you know, when she had her overdose, yeah. 21 Savage actually tweeted about it. Yes. Really? Yes. So yes. He defense? had tweeted about it. Wait, and then so, the t- right. So he came to her defense only for yes. her shit on him. Yes. Because in the tweet, when right. everybody was making fun of her overdose, when it had just happened, he had said something along the lines of, I find it sad that you guys are making fun of Demi, yeah. you know, especially when she's going through what she's going through. Demi, I don't know you personally, but I pray that you're going to recover and you're going to be better. People kept sending that tweet to her and they're just so like, this dude just stood up for you, da-da-da, months ago, and here you are laughing at his expense you ain't shit you da 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 and she was just so overwhelmed she just got off the twitter for maybe about a month or two and then she came back so you know demi has her controversies and then on top of that you know she has her positive things she's an open book she's always open to talk about her overdose her over you know her drug addiction and stuff she's very she's an open book when it comes to that which i do appreciate and i think is yeah. really inspiring so i'm looking forward to this documentary yeah oh i'll watch it with you if you could stop yeah. watching things without me damn it <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. For those who don't know, but uh, we're we're actually gonna make a a episode for uh, Brittany. This girl, after I texted her, hey, we should watch the Brittany uh documentary thing that the who was it? The New York Post or oh yeah, New York Post framing Brittany. Yeah, and uh, and then this girl texted me, whoa, I'm like 20 minutes in, and I was like, girl, did I not text you or did I not text you? 
hey, let's watch it together. I'm sorry. It was only 20 minutes. And then you watch the Wendy Williams documentary without me. Girl, goodbye. Bye. You know what? I learned from it. I, You know, we're going to watch Love and Hip Hop Atlanta together. We were talking about watching Coming to America 2 together. I promise I won't watch Coming to America 2 without you. But yeah, you need to hurry up because everybody in her black mom is going to want to watch Coming to America 2, <laughs> well, which comes out me? March 5th on Amazon, y'all. So March 5th, get, yeah. get those dates ready. Oh, that's I can't wait. Corner. <gasps> I'm excited. Ooh, maybe we can kiki on that on a different episode. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's a, that's a wrap on... on Golly, this all happened in like the last week. I, just, I know. I just realized. Like, <laughs> everything we're talking about happened in a in week the, and a half. Yes. All of these things. Isn't that yeah. wild? Well, almost up to two weeks, but yo, that's wild. That wild. <laughs> so speaking of that, let's transition to... Damn, bro! That's wild. Where I find an incredibly true story from around the world that actually happens. And this story is called Florida Man Proposes Using Rings Stolen from Other Lover. And this is by the deputies. So detectives say the victim saw her boyfriend's new fiance wearing a wedding band and engagement ring identical to her own from a prior marriage. Yep. And of course, once again, this would be Florida. So this is how basically the story starts. So these two women are, you know, looking for somebody and they both went on the website OkCupid. So for those who don't know, if you don't have OkCupid in your country, OkCupid is just a website where you just find, you know, your special someone. So she, both these women found their special someones on this website. But the craziest thing about it is they met a guy with the last name Brown, okay? So girlfriend one, listening girlfriend one had was introduced to a man named joe brown on okcupid that she fell madly in love with and then you have the other girlfriend that met marcus brown who she madly fell in love with on okcupid hmm. plot twist both of them are the same guy but he uses different names so basically they're alias he's basically a scam artist so while he was portraying himself as Joe Brown, he was living with one of the chicks in Orlando. Yes, he was living with this chick in Orlando. And clearly, I believe maybe she was the favorite one of the two because he basically was giving her jewelry, buying her stuff, you know, because he wants to be with her. Meanwhile, while he was with girlfriend too, he ended up proposing to her. But of course, it didn't work out with girlfriend one. And he basically broke up with her without telling her that he broke up with her. Basically, he ghosted her for like a few weeks. Mm -hmm. So of course, the second girlfriend was upset because she's wondering like, why is her man like ghosting her? I guess we're over this. So she's on Facebook minding her own business and she sees her man in a picture with another woman. And get this, Yasmin, she sees that this woman is his fiance, which is girlfriend one, and she's wearing an engagement ring and jewelry that belonged to girlfriend two, Yasmin. What? Ain't that crazy? Yes. The um Mr. Brown with the alias basically uh -huh. robbed his second girlfriend's jewelry to give to his first girlfriend. He proposed to her with his second girlfriend's stuff. 
gave her her jewelry and everything. So imagine how you'd feel, Yasmin, if you went on the internet and you saw your ex-boyfriend with all your things on his new girl. Oh. Yeah. And basically, the second girlfriend lives in Daytona Beach. And uh -huh. the first, yeah, and the... um first girlfriend was basically you know the fiance now so of course she feeling a type of way she immediately messaged her and was just like hey um do you know that your your man is used to be my man and do you know that your engagement ring that you're wearing that you got from your fiance is my stuff That's and get it yasmin this stuff was estimated to be about sixty three hundred dollars in jewelry that he stole from her Yup, that he actually stole from her. And let me tell you how wild it got, which shows that men ain't shit, <laughs> you know? <laughs> sometimes, but you know, there are good men out there, but sometimes men ain't shit, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he basically a few times took the first girlfriend, who's his fiance, to the second girlfriend's household, portraying it as his own house. So the first Damn. girlfriend that's the fiance Yasmin had been in the second girlfriend's house. And be like, keep in mind, he didn't own the house. He was pretending to own the house, Yasmin. That is right. Yeah. So when the second girlfriend was doing her own thing and she wasn't home, he basically was bringing his new fiance in there. God knows what they were doing in there. Maybe they even bumped and grinded a few times. And it got so far as to him even telling her that he would he wanted her to move into that same house. Knowing full well, Yasmin, is the second girlfriend. Many shit, I'm telling you. But according to the fiance, she said that it fell through, that she literally was going to move into the house that was in Daytona Beach because she was getting her stuff ready. She's all happy, like, we're gonna move in together. Wow. And then very last minute, he, he made up an excuse and said that he lost the house they were gonna get or like it got foreclosed. He made up some lie. Yeah, yeah. Which was the reason why they couldn't move in. So of course, you know, the girlfriend, the second girlfriend in her feelings because you know her jewelry stolen to give to this new chick. Clearly he thought the first one was, I guess, worth, worth it. They basically exchanged, you know, numbers and stuff like that. They communicated like, what do you know about my man? What do you know about him? She's just so like, well, I know him as Joe Brown. And she goes, I know him as Marcus Brown. Come to find out that's not even his real name, Yasmin. His real name was Joseph Davis. Yes. So he lied to them about everything, even his own name. He wasn't even rocking the same name. So of course they're upset about it. So they get together and they call the police. Of course, you have to call the police. Yeah, this dude yeah. has stolen 6300 um, $6, worth of jewelry from the second girlfriend, and he's doing some shady business. So they called the police, and guess what happened, Yasmin? What's up? He's on the run. <laughs> of course. Yep, and this happened, and this was revealed about two weeks ago. And guess what, Yasmin? They still haven't found him. Damn. Yep. As as I as I tell this story, they still have not found him. He is on the run. And they say the reason why they believe he's on the run is because he has a warrant in two other states. Like he has a warrant for hit and run. And then in the second state, he has a warrant for, I believe, assault. Or I could actually I may be wrong about that. I think it was another kind of theft. Mm -hmm. I apologize for mentioning assault. I think the second reason was um yeah. Yeah, 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 it was. 
Yeah, it was basically, you know, theft and possession of cocaine, you know, and domestic assault, according to the charges that I'm seeing. And, you know, some false police reports in the past. So this guy is really a crazy criminal. And you want to know what the most ironic part of the story is? According to the police officers, if you look at his body, you know, we're going to post the article I'm pretty sure we can't find a picture of his whole entire body, but you will see his face in the section. He has a tattoo that says, only God can judge me. <laughs> yes, yes, dead ass. He has a tattoo that says, only God can judge me. And at the end of the day, he actually is right. Only God can judge him for all this crap that he did to these two ladies. Oh, and for all you know, so he, may be, he may be still doing it, but that is the wild story yeah what that would you do Yasmin? i really burned something up you oh, know oh yeah i set something on fire i think <laughs> they were very polite by calling the police because if that was you or me we would have been up in that Right, we would have been up in that bitch. You would be there with a baseball bat. You know, I would probably be there with one of those knuckle braces ready to fight yeah, you know, oh but it is what it is. Only God can judge him. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that was wild. Uh, that's it for our episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, we had, uh, I don't know, we had a lot of fun talking about event gossip this week. Yeah. Yeah, I think this week was just about gossip. Completely. <laughs> <laughs> But like the gossips were so freaking wild, you know what you know what I'm talking about? YouTube wildin', like yeah. the baby's at it again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, the I think the one that hurts the most is Daft Punk for me. Um, Daft Punk. So mm-hmm. yeah. But you know, we'll be okay. Mm-hmm. We've got all the hits. You know, the memories, the good memories. Yeah. One more time. We're gonna still be. Wait, stop, stop. I don't want to. YouTube gonna flag us now. Oh, true, true, <laughs> true, true. Shady, shady well, boots. Since you're singing, um, who is our artist of the week? So, our artist of the week, I'm so happy. It is MC Therapy, and we're gonna play his song tomorrow. So, please. Download his music, listen to him, follow his social medias. And while you're at it, don't forget about us because we put him out there. So please follow, rate, subscribe to our podcast, subscribe to every platform. Just remember every episode that we do, if you look in the details section, you will find all our social medias. You just click it, shows it all. Please subscribe to every single one of them. Comment, rate, tweet us. We love you guys and thank you for listening. And if you're listening for the first time again, thank you for clicking us. We hope that you keep listening to the rest of our episodes. <laughs> all right. Okay. Signing off. Bye. Bye. Diesel Entertainment. Dirty rugged music. Texas dollar, you did your thing on this one. Make the wind shift with my left arm. With the split that I put my last breath on. Catch a lift like a ship off the jet songs. Long wolf if I sit, rip your neck off. Bitch pressing these bars, brush my chest off. Looking at the sky, tell us where the blessed are. Might be up and out of space like the death star. Had to pick myself up where the rest fall. I'm still serving sauce like a restaurant. Extra vodka sauce on my chicken parmesan. Then I'm coming for that cream like barbasol. 
could make a spaceship out of Volvo. Reaching for the stars, I'ma make it there tomorrow. But you don't wanna see me when I'm on the TV. Fast food feature, why you talking crazy? A bunch of bottom feeders, feeding off the feces. Shape shifting creatures, always acting needy. Fuck drowning in my bills, I'ma surf that shit. I ain't asking for a dollar, rather work that shit. Keep the hustle bank accounts, now the words my gift. I've been working on my craft, I'm determined with. Overtime, run this time clock. I line, jive, slide, drop, prime plots. Rhymes that will find spots deep in your mind, right? But I'm still underground like a pine box. On the soul search, but this ain't Firefox. Used to burn through the rubbers like a tie shop. Now I got a couple kids and they bring me pride. Hope they never struggle, never wanna see them cry. Yeah, Curry, I'ma pull up from the logo. Look like Big Baby Davis in a photo. I could make a spaceship out of Volvo. Reaching for the stars, I'ma make it there tomorrow. And if I ever make it, then I'm getting faded. You only die once, this life is overrated. I'm feeling agitated. I need an affirmation of all these aspirations. Or an amalgamation. Out of body algorithms, broaden information. Bird's eye view, achieve through meditation. Perceive levitation, increase trepidation. I'm diving head first in search of my elation. Search my nation.